Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers Now. Uh, was that Roos Chris last night? Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. Brendan, Maggie. And the staff at Roos Chris, they'll take care of you. Tell them Oilers now uh, sent you. All right, uh, how about this for Vancouver? So now, because of the cap recapture, they're on the hook for about $3 million for Roberto Luongo. Not to mention they retained 800000 on the initial trade to Florida. So they got $3.8 million in dead contract space on Roberto Luongo. And I could recall, because there was a group of guys out there that worshipped the ground that Mike Gillis walked on. That, uh, you know, a lot of people... And in fairness to him, um, the Luongo contract, which started in 2000, was a 12-year deal for $64 million. And a lot of people thought it was brilliant. And in fairness to Gillis, uh, some would suggest that the league kind of ruled fairly harshly on Vancouver. But imagine being Jim Benning. And I think they probably had a good idea that Luongo might retire, but surprise, you just got $3 million taken away in your cap space and added uh, with cap recapture. We bring in Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Craig, how are you? I'm good. Uh, not as uh, disappointed as I'm sure Benning is. That, that's a hard pill to swallow on a day when you're getting prepared for July 1st coming up. Yeah. So the 800K was already, uh, you know, in terms of the cap space. Uh, yeah, the rules, the rules, in fairness to Gillis, for, and, and part of the issue with Mike Gillis is, you know, he wasn't the warmest of individuals to deal yeah. with. They, they did some pretty novel things, but the, they changed the rules uh, going, coming out of the 12 uh, 13 lockout that year. And that put the cap recapture uh, thing in place because it looked like the Canucks had actually come up with a pretty creative way. It is crazy when you think about it, Craig, working that 2011 Stanley Cup final, Boston and Vancouver, and they had both Luongo and Corey Schneider at that time, and they both ended up gone when you think about it. Yeah, it was a little shocking, wasn't it? I I think uh, I remember the speculation there was, okay, tough decision to make. Are you going to... Uh, decide on the younger Schneider and uh, uh, make a deal and try to rid yourself of the long contract. But, uh, yeah, you know, there are those moments when uh, you're looking to find an answer and looking to find a a partner. And uh, I was just surprised that both did uh, go. And you look at the ramifications now, as 
you just said, Mike Gillis, in so many ways, you're doing for the now. You're trying to create a, a team that can be successful there. But uh, I thought that was mismanaged to come out of it with neither of those goaltenders going forward, and they, they haven't really had an answer since. So it, uh, it was a disappointing time for them and a very difficult one now for uh, Jim Benning to try to, to navigate his, his way through the next three years. Yeah, RCN's texting us and saying, and he's one of the smarter texters and tweeters we have for the show, he's saying, you know, you have to think they had an idea it was coming, and maybe that's part of the reason why they didn't qualify Ben Hutton. Right. There's well, they knew it was. I, I think. I think there's no question they knew it was coming. And I, and I think for Roberto Luongo, uh, I'm not surprised he's not playing the long-term injury. I mean, the reality was, uh, you know, he was at the end of his uh, year this last year. He was on the roster. He was playing. So it gets a little messy to come in and prove that you can't play and prove that you're got to go on long-term injury, and then you still have to be around the team. For that long a time that he's prepared, and I read his statement there today, you know, the the lengths that you have to do for your body, I think if he wants to not be playing hockey, he wants to be free and clear and have his life back. And so I think he deserves the opportunity to do that. And I think the Vancouver Canucks would have been probably pretty skeptical knowing him that you'd sit around for three years on long term and sort of having to prove every year that you can't play. Yeah. Craig Simpson joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Craig, uh, you know, the cap dropping from 83 to 81.5, and this might be a temporary situation. And the reason why it might be a temporary situation is we are going to have a new U.S. Uh, television deal in a couple of years. And one don't of these... Your, don't hold your breath on that. Well, okay, and and there we go, because they're paying, I mean, Sportsnet... They're paying nothing. Right, right, and that's... Uh, uh, and you know my theory on this, by the way, what, how this should work, is the seven Canadian teams should split the Rogers money and the uh, the Rogers national money. Yeah. And then the, uh, the 24 American teams... They can split the uh, the American money from the American. Well, th- you you make a good point there. Now, one in a league with thirty one soon to be. I'm ha- you know I'm being a little bit facetious. No, right? but okay, but let's not kid ourselves. You you talk about the surprise for the uh, uh, the cap not going up. Uh, you're dealing with currency issues. I mean, the seven Canadian teams are in the top eleven revenue generators yes, they are. in the league, but you lose forty percent on the dollar, and so. You think of how much of an impact when this salary cap came in, uh, the Canadian currency had. I mean, the currency almost went to par that second year of the cap, and that's why the cap went up so uh, exponentially. So you've looked at the last two or three years, seven of the great generating teams in the National Hockey League are getting killed by currency devaluation. And so that's why it's going down. That's why it hurts the Canadian team. So, and, um, and and one more thing, and we're splitting the national broadcast rights in Canada with all 31 teams. So yeah, but you're also splitting the American one. Now, if this were football, nobody in Canada would be arguing splitting the. Well, you, you just said, like, American do you believe team. the is the American one worth anything? No, no, it's it, it's almost in kind when you look at when you just said seven teams out of 31 compared to 24 it's pittance uh they've for the last decade uh, plus they've you know worked hard to try to bring a presence they've just tried to develop a footprint and i will say the footprint is working uh, 
you know, I started doing the finals 12 years ago, and you go on the road in any non-real traditional NHL city during your two-month playoff run, and you couldn't find hockey on a bar TV anywhere. And now, with NBC Sportsnet and the uh, NBC Sports rather, and the uh, um, you know the NHL Network to a lesser degree, but definitely the relationship with the NBC Sportsnet is the one that it was everywhere. It was in bars, it was in hotel rooms, and things like that. So. I know what their strategic plan was. You have to become, you know, a place of destination and get it out there. But from a financial standpoint, it's pittance compared to what the Canadian uh, deal is. Yeah, just uh, I believe the American deal, if I'm not mistaken, just for everybody listening, is basically a 10-year deal, a unified rights deal worth about $2 billion. So that's two hundred million a year, and the Sportsnet deal, or the Rogers deal, was twelve years and five point two billion. Yeah, it, it, the Sportsnet one is about four hundred and fifty to sixty million a year, and so you know, for seven teams, as you said, compared to but it gets for but 24. they share both deals. All thirty-one teams get it yep. get a, a part of that pie. So, and I guess where I'm going with Craig is, is the deal is up in the U.S. And yep. not uh, not this summer, but next summer. And I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe they maybe they think they can get on par with the Canadian deal, and that would be a fairly substantial increase. I could see a bump. See, right now, cause, so the cap did not go up to 83 million; it went up to 81.5. But in three years from now, could we see a jump of you know? 10 to 12 million and see it up to 91.5 well then that changes the short-term decision making on the other thing is it because the cap dropped from 83 to 81 do you have teams that are going to bet on the cap increasing maybe not next year but the year after quite a bit once a new tv deal kicks in and that changes how you look at buyouts you know what i mean like yeah it it does a bit I, i think you know it's realistic to think it could be 10 million uh more because you're talking three years, that's only, you know, 3.1, 3.2 million a year going yep. up. So yep. I don't think you're going to see the dr- dramatic one. Uh, the, the concern I would have, and I, and I did, as I said, right from the beginning of the first two years of the salary cap era, is the falsity of, let's say, for whatever reason, with tariffs in the U.S. or, you know, whatever happens in this global economy we have, all of a sudden, the Canadian dollar next year makes a rally and is at 91 cents. You know, you then could see it five, six million. I mean, that, that's the kind of impact the revenue generation of the seven Canadian teams has. You know, the Toronto Maple Leafs alone, the Montreal Canadiens, the Oilers are right in the top of the heap from a revenue-generating team in the National Hockey League. And if you could all of a sudden get a 40% or 35% swing just on top of what the normal numbers are, even if the numbers aren't better for the Canadian teams, but the currency is, there's the falsity of what happens. And, you know, all of a sudden you get a big bump in the salary cap. Well, what happens the next year when the dollar goes back to 67 cents or so? Yeah. Uh, that That's the sort of unknown and the reality of dealing with these numbers that makes it difficult for GMs and the league, really, to, you know, forecast forward and say, uh, what's happening? All, all of a sudden, that Canadian deal for television every year—that 450 million becomes a smaller number too, right? Because the dollar. So uh, that is an uncertainty, and that's why 
it's a difficult task being your capologist and being a general manager in the National Hockey League, trying to plan ahead to see where you can try to bury mistakes or how far you have to, you know, every general manager is doing this for the most part with a two to three to four year window in their right. reality as general manager. You can text us at 630-630, and Epstein's mother has texted the show and said this, Bob, I could see the Canadian dollar going up if we have a change in federal government. And the <laughs> okay, te- and, and there the, we go. We got right? political there, there, any, any ads. That might not make the social justice warriors happening, but look what happened in the States with their economy. I mean, we sit there and look at Trump, and there's a lot of Americans that are happy with what's going on there. There's a lot of Americans very unhappy with what's going on there as well. Okay, let, let, let's no, 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 I'm just talking about, but, but, but right Craig, 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 Craig. All I'm saying is could there be an effect money-wise in the Canadian dollar bouncing back up if you have maybe a more business, you know, somebody in there that wants to focus and push things, it could drive the value of the Canadian dollar up. That could happen. That is He's not completely out to lunch, Epstein's mother, in that text. Uh, and that's the point. So, Craig, one more thing. Just in terms of buyouts, there are people that are say, well, you, you should never use a buyout, ever. I don't know if there's hard and fast rules. Sometimes you just want to get a guy out of your organization, don't you? Well, there are times when you have to admit mistake or things change, players situation changes that he's not the person that you thought he was or he's not the player that you know you had made the bet on so i think it's a reality of anything in your life you know there are there are businesses that uh, some of your listeners have been running and realized it's not working or made a mistake and the the question is do you keep putting your hard-earned money in it uh, month after month and lose or do you cut it and pay a little bit but you know the end is there so I think it's a reality of any business that is run in uh, in North America. So I, I think it's it's not really fair to say it's not something that shouldn't be. It should be part of your toolbox, is what I'm saying. And it's something that you know can be painful at times. And unlike a business, you know, uh, with the cap, you know, a, a rich team would have no problem buying a guy out because it doesn't affect their day-to-day operations the the cap is the one thing that makes it so difficult because it does push you further and further without any asset to be playing for you towards that cap all right so craig i'm going to get you to put your gm's hat on here the Oilers, let's say for the sake of argument have roughly eight million dollars left in cap space they need a backup goaltender they got a lot of defense i mean right now their entire top 60 that played the last 26 games of the year theoretically could be back with the team yeah and they need three or four forwards where should they prioritize the money for you well i don't think it's realistic to think that uh if you're looking at the highest number for one position uh, i don't think it's realistic that you're bringing in a forward at the highest number going uh, going ahead uh, i think you know unless any of the, the, the top quality free agent guys are kind of out of your price range. Uh, don't you think the sort of highest number for a forward probably right now would be in that three to three and a half range? Yeah. Um, I think goaltender is probably going to be, uh, yeah, I'll be really interested to see what, uh, what Kenny does in this regard, because 
uh, I think you have to probably go in the mindset of what's our total number for a goaltender. If we had an elite guy and a solid backup, you'd probably be in that eight to nine million. Uh, I think you're probably going to have to because you don't have an elite guy and a, and a given number one. I think you're probably going to have to be in that six to seven, seven and a half million to try to cushion and have a one A and one like you were talking about. So, so two, so two and a half to three million bucks for that one B goaltender is what they can afford, and in, in the, way, the way you're looking at the math. Yeah, and I, I think from a defensive standpoint, you know what I knowing. Uh, Dave Tippett and and Kenny sort of matching what the needs of uh, the shortcomings of the team. We've talked about it so often. You got to be a better penalty killing team. You got to be better defensive team. You know, I, I think you you probably ideally try to shift one of those six contracts you talked about of players that are ready to come back to training camp on the on the blue line and turn it into maybe a different type of player. You know, I really do think this team needs to focus on their special teams and, and you know, with the offensive guys you have, power play is going to be erratic at times. It's going to go up and down. But you can't be a good team. Look look at the St. Louis Blues. They surprisingly won the Stanley Cup with the worst power play going. And their penalty killing wasn't great. Five-on-five play got them there. But I don't think over the long haul you can survive Agreed. if you can't kill off penalties. Agreed. So. I think you needed an element there. So for me, uh, your 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 back end probably has to have a defensive minded get the puck out, get it in, stop the cycle, one guy to add to your mix. You got to think that Bouchard or maybe Bear or one of those guys uh, can come in and acclimatize himself to the NHL game and maybe be a real impactful player. So you might only need to to make one move back there and add two pieces uh, and another one or two that are in the American League. Uh, and on the back end, I know Dave Tippett, and when you don't have, we've talked about this a lot, Bob, when you don't have on his forward lines any kind of a specialist guy or any kind of a shutdown line, that takes away one of his best assets, which is getting a team to be committed defensively and play a stifling defensive game. So my guess is that Tippett would say, you know, we need to find a couple of pieces there. So that's not the four to five million dollar forward guy. That's the probably one to two million guy who can play every single role. And I, I firmly believe that's what Dave does really well as a coach. And I'm not sure you've got the guys in there that can do that now. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you some quick hitters. Okay. Um, best scenario goaltender wise. You know, two and a half to three million bucks. Is there? Could they possibly revisit Cam Talbot? I don't think they. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I, yeah. I think you can wipe that one off. Yeah, and and part of it is just that they chose to go with the other guy. Like, yeah, we you, all like Cam. You, can, you know, yeah, I don't think you can revisit that. And even though you've got new bodies in there as coach and general manager, uh, I personally don't think that's an option. So who's? You know, are we talking Morazic? Are we talking Mike Smith? I, I think I think those you know Elliot getting signed by Philly. Yeah, I'm not convinced that he's the answer at his age either, and, and the inconsistencies he had. I think ideally, if you look at age-wise and opportunity, Morazic is probably, especially because Kenny knows him. You know, he, he drafted, they, they developed him, they kept him around, uh, he gave him 
you know, maybe a contract that was a little rich for what he ended up went from four million down to one point seven five or one point five. So I think it's realistic that if I'm Mirazik coming from a situation where he got a little bit of a chance in Carolina, don't you think he'd be looking here with a with a relationship with Kenny with a sort of not a not even a, a guarantee of anything, but I would be looking saying, where's my best chance of wrestling the number one job? I think there's a value in that for him. Would you go three times three on Brett Connolly? Uh, I think the the nerves I have on those kind of deals is, you know, those kind of guys come up at the right time for them that gives them an opportunity to get some security. I, I just don't think from a long term he's, you know, a guy that says, okay, is he going to grow that exponentially with us? He's he's found a, a way to be successful. You know, he had 22 goals and 46 points this year, and that makes you some money in the NHL. I, I get it. He's had a 15 goal and a 15 goal prior to that. I, I'm just, I'm not sure in the makeup that you have as a team, if you can afford that kind of guy. And if you make a mistake, you mentioned earlier, somebody's going to give him three years. I'm not sure anybody's going to give him four, Bob, but yeah. uh, probably three. So okay. that, to me, is the, the limit. You know, we had this conversation, you and I, on this show, when they were banting around Milan Lucic. And I, I said then, I wouldn't give him any more than a three- or four-year deal. And, you know, I think Conley has a, a, a veiled upside is Chase on, you know, what's the number going to be for Chase on? I, I would probably have a familiar guy and say, give go, him a little go two, go two times two on Chase on instead of three times three on Connolly? Yeah, I, I would do that. And I think, I look at another guy who I just watched throughout the playoffs who was making 750, and I, I look at Noel Achari in Boston and say, for me, Dave Tippett would be going, you, you know, if you can get a couple of guys that have the potential for playing a significant role. I mean, you got to now build a team that doesn't have holes all over. You're the upside offensively. When you've got McDavid and Drysdale, there's your, you know, somebody yep. should be able to plug in and get 15 to 25 playing there. And so I think it allows you that flexibility, but if you now can become a team that doesn't have the wild swings and all of a sudden just a terrible defensive effort and you get you know, you're out of the game before you're even in the second period. I think that would be the strategy of a Dave Tippett coach team to have some depth in that area. And so I'd rather spend some of that uh, Brendan Con- or Brett Connolly money on a guy who I know that Dave would play the heck out of, can play center, can play wing, can kill penalties, can be hard on the forecheck, and you're probably looking at a million half, something like that. So you got half the number over three or four years, and he's going to be a guy that the coach trusts and relies upon. I got time for Josh Archibald, too, from Arizona, who was not. Yeah, he had a good year, didn't he? He was a value player. He's a useful He's a useful guy, and he ain't going to cost you one and a half. He's no. going to cost you a one-way at 800. Craig, we're going to get you uh, to – we'll talk off air, but we appreciate you uh... – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Joining us here once again on Oilers Now, okay? All right, take care. You Bye. bet. 12.55 in Edmonton. We'll throw to break. This is Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Shed. All right, quickly off to uh, our Heartland Ford text line. Thank you for the 18 of you that texted the show to tell me that my mic was hot. That's awesome. Much appreciated. Uh, and that one was on me. Bob, uh, finally, somebody mentions in the media mentions Noel Achari. Uh, see my last text to you yesterday. I'd be all over Achari. In fact, he'd be a top two target for me that isn't a goaltender. That one comes to us from Sean. Another text says, Bob, the order should be all over Nikita Gusev's rights from Vegas. Okay. Uh, hey, Bob, is that $8 million includes signing Jujar and Chase on? Uh, the $8 million included factoring in uh, Jujar at about $1.5 million. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Uh, and Sonny in Vancouver says, Bob, the U.S. economy was going up regardless of who won the election. If Hillary was president, it would have been the same. The economy under Obama started its upswing, and it's continued ever since. Well, thank you uh, for the economists listening. Uh, always sunny in Vancouver. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Al May out of Washington. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.